A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you. And you want to go back there? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died. And I am glad for you that I was not there that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him, for Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. 
But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that I may believe, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing how the scriptures always speak directly into our lives, wherever our lives are. And there are certain things that pop because of the circumstances in which we find ourselves in. And there's a couple of themes that that we hear in today's gospel that particularly resonate. And I'm sure I'm not alone among my brother priests and And picking up on these themes today. The first one is when our Lord hears of Lazarus and Lazarus's illness. Master, the one you love is ill. And Jesus says, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God. Sickness and frailty and vulnerability always remind us of our dependence on God. And so therefore they always glorify him because they bring us to a place of surrendering. They bring us to a place of saying, there's nothing else I can do or a place of saying, there's no place else I can go. Lord, where else will we go? And there are many ways in which our Lord is being glorified right now. There are many ways in which priests are finding heroic ways in order to be with their people, in order to reach their people. There are parishes that are starting ministries where parishioners simply call the homebound in their parish and And I think we all are growing in our empathy for those who have been homebound. 
and the kind of loneliness or isolation they experience. And, and some of the homebound from our parishes are becoming inspirations to the rest of us because they've learned to live in that way. And they've learned to live in a way that surrenders to our Lord. And, and they've learned to live with our Lord in friendship. What are the ways that our Lord can be glorified? Even now in our own lives, in our own families, in our own households. He's glorified in the way that parents are living out their vocations as leaders of their own domestic churches. He's glorified in the way that he continues to work and to touch people's hearts even through these electronic means, through webinars, through Zoom, lots of Zoom meetings. He continues to be glorified because even that distance from him is not enough to keep him away. It's not enough to keep him from reaching out to us and touching our hearts. And we all feel his absence and, and we're not alone in feeling his absence. And, and today in a particular way, what strikes is that we have these two sisters, Martha and Mary, and they're oftentimes contraposed to each other. Martha is very active in her life and oftentimes she represents the active apostolate within the church and Mary represents the contemplative apostolate within the church. She's the one who simply sat at our Lord's feet adoring him. And both of them go to our Lord and they both say the exact same thing. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. We missed you. We missed you. And no matter what our vocation is, we experience that missing. Of Christ in the way that he manifests himself. As a priest, I miss preaching to a congregation at this very moment. I miss the normal everyday human interactions. I miss greeting people after mass. As a family, you miss, you might miss coming to mass and seeing everything and touching our Lord and receiving him in a real way. We all miss our extended family members that we can't be with or be around or the friends that we gather with. And that experience of missing our Lord is just a manifestation of our love for him and a manifestation of our desire for him. And the more we feel the pain of that, 
the more it gives testimony to the love in our heart that is already there. And there's a goodness in expressing it. to one another and expressing it to Jesus himself, just as Mary and Martha did. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. And the gospel reading also points to the hope of new life, the hope that things will get better, the hope of resurrected, life and and that hope that it points to is the constant hope that that each of us in our own ways have died because of sin and each of us is being called to live a new life with our lord and in the midst of this busyness in which we find ourselves or the preoccupation that we find ourselves or maybe bouncing around from news outlet to news outlet or social media posts or jumping from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting online without ever really connecting with people in the process. There is that person who, who's always there and always calling us. And during this season of Lent, we're focused on that. We're focused on repentance allowing him to speak into our hearts and truly surrendering our attachments, more completely attach ourselves to our Lord. And so today, let us pray that, that we take time to reflect on, like, what is it that our Lord is calling to new life in my own heart? What part of my heart is he calling to live and abide with him in a stronger way? And how can I glorify him in the midst of this sickness that we're all experiencing? How can I manifest our Lord's goodness, our Lord's love, our Lord's presence to the people in my family, to the people in my parish, to the people in my broader world? And let us pray together the prayer of spiritual communion. Lord Jesus Christ, although I cannot now receive you in the most blessed sacrament of the altar, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart and abide with me forever. You in me and I in thee in time and in eternity. Amen.